too, Myra asked. Even though Rhiannon was fifteen and a half, a good three years older than Myra, Myra still objected if Rhiannon stayed up later than she did. We are both going. Now come on. Reluctantly, Myra crossed the room to kiss her stepfather goodnight. As she placed a soft kiss on his cheek, there was no response. Other nights he would have insisted on taking them up the wooden hill. Tonight he obviously had other things on his mind. As Rhiannon stepped forward to place her own kiss on her father's gaunt grey face, she made a last attempt to pacify him. I'm sure Nellie won't be long. I suppose she didn't expect you home so early. That's bloody obvious, he snapped. Then, checking himself, Oh, sorry, love, I shouldn't swear, and definitely not at you. None of this is your fault. I still can't believe she left the two of you on your own. It doesn't happen that often, honest dad, Rhiannon lied, in an attempt to calm him. Her fingers crossed in the hope that God would forgive her fibbing. And she threw Myra a look that told her her fate if she dared contradict her. It worked. For once, Myra said nothing. Rhiannon, love. You don't have to lie for her. For months I've ignored the whispered rumours of my buddies down the pit. You see, I thought they were just trying to goad me. They've done it to others before, just for a laugh. But this time it seems they were speaking the truth and the laugh's on me. He put his head in his hands. Good night, Dad, Rhiannon said, instantly followed by Myers. Good night, Di. Di lifted his face, his eyes full of sadness. Good night, and God bless the both of you. You really don't deserve this. He gave them a tender smile before adding, Rhiannon, love, do you a dad a big favour and turn that lamp down before you go up? I need to sit alone in the darkness for a while. They left him sitting in his old rocker staring into the fireplace. His silhouette was highlighted by the huge fire in the grate. His breathing was laboured, nostrils flared, fists clenched to his mouth. He bore no resemblance to her once mild-tempered father. This man looked as if he were possessed by the devil. Myra Parsons was fuming. Who did Rhiannon use think she was ordering her to bed like that? It probably looked as if Myra for once was doing as she was bid. But in truth, Myra really couldn't see the point of sitting on a drafty landing, especially on such a cold night. So she took herself off to bed. As she snuggled under the bedclothes, she prayed her mother would come home soon. Di was a good man and didn't deserve the way her mother was behaving. She'd obviously gone back to the way she'd behaved when they lodged at the Tredega. They'd shared a room there, and many a night Myra was left to fend for herself, while her mother was down in the bar drinking. More than once she'd had to suffer being pushed from the bed to sleep on the floor when her mother had brought a man back. When that happened, Myra would spend most of the night with her fingers in her ears. It was at these times that she truly hated her mother. Although Myra had only been eight years old at the time, she clearly remembered the cold November day four years ago when she and her mother had made the mile walk from the Tredega pub to Dye's house in Ponty, one of the many small mining villages in the Nantgaru Valley. Now... You'll be on your best behaviour when we get to Diuse's house. Don't say a word. And don't contradict anything I say, do you?
I don't want you to bugger up my chances, her mother had said. Myr nodded. That morning, Nellie had insisted on them both making a special effort with their toilet and clothes. Nellie had dressed in a crisp white shirt, grey flannel long skirt and shawl. Her light brown hair was gleaming with health and her blue eyes were so full of life. Myr had never seen her mother look prettier. She instinctively knew that this Di Hughes, whoever he was, had something to do with their future well-being. "'Good morning, Mr. Hughes,' her mother had said as Di answered the door of his terraced house. "'I've heard that you were looking for someone to keep house and look after a young un.' "'Yes, that's right. And who might you be?' "'I'm Nellie Parsons, and I've come to offer myself for the position,' she said with confidence." Meyer couldn't help but smile to herself. These were the exact words her mother had been repeating as they walked.